fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Hey there, what's going on? What's the haps? Hello, everybody. This is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the hostess with the mostest, and as always, the only Holly you need to know. BFD alert, just so you know. BFD alert. We have one of the biggest guests in the history of the Fashion Crimes podcast. I am so excited. I don't want to waste any more time. Damn it. Let's welcome Nicole Miller to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Nicole. We are stoked. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It seems like a lot of fun. Oh, you are the best. We are so excited. I'm going to jump right into it because everyone is freaking out that you are a guest today on the Fashion Crimes Podcast. I want to start out by saying thank you for joining us. We are so excited to have you and we want to know, I know that you have so many big things coming up and going on and we're going to get to all of that, your award and Hamptons Fashion Week and all this kind of stuff. But for people who aren't familiar with Nicole Miller, the brand, tell us your history, your journey, tell us in a few minutes and a quick synopsis of how you came to be. Is there anybody out there that doesn't know who I am? I would agree with you, but you would be shocked. You would be shocked. Anyway, um, we started um, my business in 1982, and it was a, a dress line. You know, we started on very little money, so it was really important that the first collection went out and sold, and the first collection did fantastically, which gave us enough cash flow to keep going. But anyway, I had been in business like, I don't know, like five years, and I kept saying to my partner, we should have a fashion show. Fashion show is like... No, 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 we're not having a fashion show. So instead, we um, opened up a store on Madison Avenue. And so when I opened the store in Madison Avenue in about 1987, 1988, we decided to make these ties. So when women were shopping, they would buy ties for their husband, or if the husband's waiting around, he would like buy some ties. So we made these crazy conversational ties. And unbelievably, they took off, like huge, huge, huge. So then I had both the dress business and this crazy men's tie business, which expanded into, you know, boxer shorts and camp shirts and all kinds of things. But still, I was very like frustrated. I hadn't had my fashion show. So finally, spring 91, I go, I'm having my fashion show and that's it. So since then, so we've had um, 30 years of fashion shows and we've been in business 40 years now. Now you were saying, you know, women over 40 and I go, it's not about an age. It's just about how you feel about yourself and your body type and that sort of thing. So I feel like I've always, my clothes still have a young attitude. And, you know, I just say it's a young attitude and, you know, where would you feel comfortable with? And I hope that a lot of people of a lot of ages wear my clothes. Getting to that, who do you say the Nicole Miller target customer is? That's a, that brings up a good point. Well, I always say she's like the modern girl, modern woman. She's the girl on the go. She could be married. She could be single, but she's juggling going to yoga class and the gym and, and maybe kids or maybe not kids. 
but she's really always up to date and she has a sense of humor and she enjoys life. I love that. You had a series of stores at one point, I, obviously, I think in the 90s, and then you are strictly on that, online now. Is that correct? Uh-huh. My reasoning behind that, what happened, I first opened up my store on Madison Avenue, which was fabulous. And then I had my fabulous store on um, Sunset Plaza in LA. And I loved being in these like, you know, storefronts, you know, on, on little shopping streets. But somehow we got kind of conned into being in malls. And then, you know, if you were in one mall, you wouldn't, couldn't be in one mall unless you were in three malls. So you'd be in like one good mall and two loser malls or something. <laughs> and it was always a problem. And then there was like crime and shoplifting. And there were, um, you know, in one mall in particular, the girls would start to lock the doors because they had to be there seven days a week and be open till nine o'clock because those were the mall's demands or whatever requirements. So anyway, I got really fed up with that. And at one point we had 30 stores, but I said, I'm done with the malls. The minute the leases expires, expire, I'm not, I'm going to not keep them. So we got out of the mall stores eventually, and we still had Sunset Plaza and we had Miami and New York. And those were like my key stores. I was, um, you know, very happy in, you know, keeping those. And then, I don't know, somebody came along and offered us money for our lease on Madison Avenue. And we were like, should we renovate or should we just get out of it. So it was, you know, a lot of different reasons. And then the pandemic came and I was like glad to be out of um out of the stores because you know the the rents were going up and crazy. So every store kind of closed for a different reason, but then I was happy that we kind of made that decision. So I was really happy when the pandemic hit and I had no leases over my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you sure are lucky because a lot of people have lost their jobs and taken a tremendous hit and you seem to dodge that bullet right before. Yeah, I only dodged a bullet before that happened. Yes. That's exactly. incredible. So your online sales now, would you say they have improved or are you about, are you growing? Are you scaling back? Oh, no, the online sales are way ahead. Way Great. Ahead. Online sales, yes. And are you showing at New York Fashion Week this uh, this fall? I am not. And I'm not because we're doing the 40th year anniversary retrospective. We were actually going to put that on during Fashion Week, but then we decided that was not really a bad idea because everybody's going to be doing spring and getting their reviews and it seemed like the wrong time to do it. So we're going to kind of wait past Fashion Week, probably in October and show our 40th anniversary retrospective. That's incredible. I'm so excited to see it. Let's start at the beginning. So you love art and city exploration. Tell us about your inspiration and how a garment comes from your brain to sketch, to sample, to the garment line. You know, one thing I have to say, I think when I started out and I went to design school, I went to Rhode Island School of Design and I went to school in Paris and I have a very technical as well as an art background. And I feel like a lot of designers today they're either influencers or socialites or celebrities or whatever. And there's like designer kids in the back room designing those collections. And I feel like it's kind of a sad state. I don't think it's as much in Europe as it is here. But, you know, we're a country that's really kind of very driven by social media and celebrities. I always get asked, you know, what do you tell young designers today that are trying out? And I said, you know, it's, it's a different world today. It's a very different world. You're going to be competing against lots of different people. But anyway, I started out, you know, going to this design schools and I always feel like I've been very inspired by art, architecture, old movies, travel, you know, a lot of different places I find inspiration. And I'm always searching for like that idea. And every every year it's a search to come up with the, the big idea. But, you know, eventually, like we tear our hair out and 
the idea eventually comes and then everybody powwows about it. And, you know, and then we do like boards and concepts. And then um, I still do a lot of sketching and sketch a lot of the designs myself. Then I have, you know, pattern makers who would make the first samples or we, if it's something more complicated, like a beaded Indian dress that a beaded dress that goes to India. So we do a, you know, design package and send it overseas to make the first sample. So things happen a lot of different ways. You know, I've always believed in like the drape and I always, I'm always very much into the shape of the clothing and the silhouette of the clothing. And that's always like very important to me. That's incredible. So, you know, you've been doing this for 40 years. I mean, that's a long time. Did you ever think about doing anything else? Not really, but you know, my big hobby is cooking. So I love to, um, I, you know, so during the pandemic, I literally, I cooked a different meal every night. And it's funny because my mother was French. So I grew up with a lot of French cooking, but oddly enough, I cook a lot of Asian food very much into cooking like Thai food or Vietnamese food or some foreign culture. And it was kind of funny during the pandemic, I tried to cook from like all these different countries. So it was an interesting experience. Do your design innovations, do they come from European influence? Do you travel to other countries? Do you get vintage fabric and textiles? Well, yeah. I mean, all of those things at different times. I mean, every year is different, but, um, I did go to Tulum once for a vacation and I was very inspired by all the Mayan ruins. And so we did a collection around that. And I was in Thailand right before the pandemic. So I did a collection, you know, all with elephants and all, and it was, um, and the elephants are really quite fascinating creatures. <laughs> I was very inspired by that. So sometimes it's travel. Sometimes it might be an old movie I, I saw. And sometimes it's like an art show or like an architecture or, um, Maybe like an incredible book, you know? Yeah, I I feel like in my house, I have so many coffee table books and everybody Mm -hmm. has these books and you never go through them. But, you know, sometimes I've just been like at home and, oh, I haven't looked at that book in a while and it just sparks an idea. You look so young and you act so young and you're hip. I mean, what do you tell women your age or below or around your age? What do you say to them who are stuck or they don't really know about fashion, but they want to elevate their style. What would your, be your advice for someone who doesn't really know what to do to get to that, to elevate their style? I have to say, I feel like women are big complainers a lot. And they're always, I mean, they're always complaining about their weight for sure. Mm-hmm. And they're complaining about this or that or whatever. And I always say, you have to focus on what your best asset is and think about what your best asset is and like use that to define your style. Hmm. I mean, some people might have a tiny waist or a great cleavage or something, but everybody has one thing that they're proud of or is their best asset. Right. And I always say like, focus on that. Like, you know, if you have killer blue eyes, maybe you should wear blue, but I think you have to really identify what your strengths are and focus on that to define your style. And I hate it when people say to me, oh, I'm too old to wear that, or I'm too this to wear that, or I can't do that. But a lot of people are just like timid and afraid. And I feel people like you just have to jump in there and go for it. 
I think so too. I I agree with you. Those are my tips. And not everything is right for everybody, but I always have this issue with like magazines that say what to wear when you're 20, what to wear when you're 30, Mm -hmm. what to wear when you're 40 and whatever. And, you know, I'd be asked a lot of times to be in those issues and I would refuse. Like, I don't want to be in an age defining outfit. I mean, I, (laughs) I want to be an age defying, not age defining. (laughs) I love that. I, I love that you have the power to say, you know, I don't want to be defined by a number. This is who I am. This is what I do. But I think if you don't live in a metropolitan area, do you agree that it's a little bit harder to get up that courage to maybe do something or pull something off that normally, you know, people around you aren't doing? I'm all about fearless females. So I think there's fearless females everywhere and they couldn't be anywhere. And like everybody's got access to the internet, access to every fashion magazine and everybody, you know, who's got access to all this media, wherever they are, even in like small town. And there's some people who are going to be fearless and some people who are not. And I mean, I just think everybody should pull out their fearlessness and go for it. I love that. I try to encourage people as well to you don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. You have to be what you want to be. And and sometimes a lot, you've got to really push people to get them to that next level because they don't understand the power that they do have. Like you said, you know, you should be fearless. You should wear what makes you feel good, especially if you feel like you're approaching an age that is making you feel uncomfortable. You need to step into that, lean into that. What are some other fashion accessory things that you love to wear? Tell us what your favorite thing is. You know, your favorite zhuzh or your favorite jewelry. I see that you wear. Well, I'm really a big fan of the necklaces we made. And we have some great necklaces. And uh, they're all like multi-charm. I have one here. I didn't wear it today because it was like, it's too hot. (laughs) 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 We can see it. Oh, I love it. Like multi-strand things with little icons on them. So cool. I love these. And I have gold ones and silver ones. And they have different motifs on them. I mean, all my jewelry is a little bit whimsical. They always have a lot of like icons and things on them, but they're really fun. So mostly I'd say I wear necklaces, but obviously for events, I'll, you know, wear big earrings, but for every day, I kind of wear smaller earrings and, um, you know, bracelets sometimes, but um, I'm really more about the necklace because I always think that puts your outfit together. I agree with you. I think good jewelry really goes a long way. When you're getting dressed in the morning, whether you go to the office or whether you're hanging out with friends or what do you do? You know, do you have kind of like a uniform that you wear every day or is it do you dress according to your mood? I have a few uniforms. I mean, I was really into bell-bottom pants this year again. So I had like 10 pairs of bell-bottom pants. Love those. And Love those. yeah. And some were more tailored, some were more stretchy, some were denim, some were whatever. So, you know, I've sort of been into the tight legging mode and, and skinny jeans, but I moved away from that this year. Totally changed my like silhouette direction. Okay, Nicole. So let's talk about your new designer of the year award. Tell us all about your award, how it came about, what it was like. Tell us everything. And congratulations, by the way, Mazel Tov, congratulations. It's incredible. Last weekend, there was Hamptons Fashion Week and I was the honoree for the uh, Hamptons Fashion Week. And it was perfect timing for me because it is our 40th anniversary. So I got to show a retrospective of a lot of my favorite pieces over the years. And, you know, because it was a million degrees, (laughs) it's been very hot here this summer. I showed all summer clothes. I didn't really show any fall clothes. 
So everything was summer, but I showed some of my more whimsical things. And one thing that was a big hit was the sweet and low dress. Everybody was like very excited about seeing the sweet and low dress. And they were from my first show in spring 91. So I had a little, you know, kind of an eclectic grouping of things. I could only show 25 things, but it was nice because it was maybe a mini version of what we're going to do in the fall and October. So it was sort of maybe having a, a dry run for a bigger show later. Anyway, they gave me the Icon Award, Fashion Icon Award, and, you know, being honorary. It was it was a lot of fun, and it was great. And I think the Hamptons Fashion Week is just going to be a, a bigger and bigger thing. Is this new, Hamptons Fashion Week? It's about four years old. Candace Bushnell gave me, like, the, the honor. She made the, a little speech, and she made a hilarious speech. It was really, it was really fun. I love that. That's so exciting. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun. And, um... Yeah. And it was great. And we, they got us great models and, um, you know, it was just a really, really fun show. And I think everybody gave everybody had a lot of energy to it because everything was kind of fun or whimsical or colorful that had a lot of attitude. So I, I think it was a really, really fun show. Do you live at the Hamptons in the summer? Yeah, we go to Sag Harbor. Oh, very nice. I mean, it's like, who doesn't? Just on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody asks me if I spend the summer in Sac Harbor and I go, how can I do that? I still go to work. <laughs> <laughs> do you have children and dogs and things like that? Yes. I have a child and a dog. <laughs> oh, very nice. And uh, My son is 26 and the dog is about 10 or 11. Do you give your son fashion advice or does, is he too cool for that? You know, I do. And it, it's kind of funny. Like when he was a kid, he wore all like trendy black clothes. He won't wear black. He goes, I don't wear black clothes. I'm like, but you look really good in black clothes. <laughs> well, that's so blue, fun. More of a blue person. That's so fun to have Nicole Miller as your mom. How exciting <laughs> is that? And you guys, did you raise him in New York City? Is that, did you grow up in New York City? No, I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh, you did. But yeah. I was born in Texas. So we went from Texas to California and ended up in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. You don't even have an accent. You have like a... A blank accent. You can't tell where, where would I from. have an accent from? I don't know. That's what I say. You're from Texas. You, everybody thinks I'm from Texas. No, no, but I grew up in Massachusetts. Oh yeah. You grew up, but you don't, you don't have like a Northern accent, I guess, like a Bostonian accent. No, we didn't live anywhere near Boston. <laughs> we lived in the mountains. There is no accent in like Western Massachusetts that I know of. And it, I don't think people have that accent in Boston much either anymore. I think that's something of the past. <laughs> yeah, maybe just in the movies or TV. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us some of your favorite movies that you get inspiration from. Do you love watching old movies, fashion movies, new movies? Well, I like both. I mean, I really did like all those movies of the 60s. And then I like things like Blow Up, you know, I liked yeah. anything with like Varushka and Twiggy and that and Gene Shrimpton, any of those movies I loved, all those kind of fashion movies. And then I do like anything old with like Joan Crawford or, um, you know, that period, any of those movie stars. You know, obviously Audrey Hepburn's always a good one too. And then more recent movies, I don't know. I mean, not as much for more recent movies, more older movies. Do you feel like it's hard to, a, to keep changing, to keep adapting your clothing? Or do you have a set aesthetic that you always use when you're designing your clothes? Do you feel like the world, I mean, because fashion is so fickle. Well, I do and I don't, but I feel like if I looked at all my clothes for the past 40 years, there was always that sense of whimsy and humor in a lot of things. And there were a few collections that were a little bit conservative. And I kind of go, well, what was I thinking that season? Mm hmm you know, it's funny, but most collections I can see myself in, but there's a few and there's like one season I, I have like 
not one piece from that season. Like not one piece of clothing that I save and I go, well, I know why I didn't like anything. I mean, I can't even imagine what your closet looks like. I mean, how big is it? I mean, do you have like storage rooms full of stuff? I can't even imagine. No, I don't have a very big closet because what happened is I would take, if I had something, I would put it in the archives closet. So I have a big archives closet here. So very often, you know, after the season, I would put it in the archives closet. Oh, I gotcha. Do you pull, I mean, when you go to events and stuff, I'm sure you pull your, do you have the ability to pull from the, I can just go, go to the closet and wear something. (laughs) That's incredible. Everything's my size, which is perfect. Everything's my size pretty much. (laughs) Yes. That's so fun. And, and would you say like your social life, like, are you out all the time? Are you meeting new people? Are you rubbing elbows with other designers? Are you guys bouncing ideas off each other? Tell us a little bit about that. You know, I don't think designers hang out together that much, but I mean, I do have a few friends that um, I have dinner with occasionally. So we're always friendly at events, but for the most part, I don't think designers hang out together. Hmm, That's interesting. I would think you would be like best friends with Trina Turk and all these other people and you'd guys be like, I've never even met her. Oh yeah. I just would think that you guys would be like swapping fabrics and like Changing, I would just assume that, you know, there would be like the secret society. Apparently, Jeffrey Bean and Bill Blass always hated each other. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I've I've heard other designers like really hating each other too. So I don't know. I mean, I have a few friends, like four or five designers who I'm pretty good friends with. You know, we occasionally have dinner. That's about it. (laughs) I got you. And you're cooking all the time. So you're probably having people over. Actually, I don't have people over over that much. I used to, before the pandemic, I used to have like dinner parties and stuff. But since the pandemic, we haven't really been, you know, we've been eating more out at, you know, restaurants with people rather than having them over. Yeah. It's so easy to fall into that trap to eat out, eat out all the time in New York. I think the pandemic sort of, I haven't really had many people over since the pandemic. I've had a few like small lunches and small dinners, but that's about it. What's your next new big event? I guess you're, that was Hamptons Fashion Week, and then you're going to show after Fashion Week. What's next for you? In October. That's the only thing that's planned right now is our October um, retrospective. That should be fun. And it might be at the UN at this point. Or oh, it might wow. Be, yeah. Um, it might be at the UN or it might be at the surrogate courthouse. So we're looking at locations right now. That's incredible. Now, when you, so you're making necklace, you have necklaces right now. What other accessories are big sellers for you? Well, we have, you know, shoes, our shoes are huge. And then um, handbags, handbags, shoes. I think those are primarily our biggest accessory. Well, obviously I wear sunglasses uh, mm-hmm. and reading glasses and everything are optical are very big. It's so interesting to me to see the trend cycle and things come back. What is your favorite thing that's come back? And what is your least favorite thing that you've seen come around? You're like, I wore that in high school. I'm not wearing that anymore. Tell us your favorite and your least favorite. I always like stirrup pants, you know, that stirrup pant and high heel look. Oh my God. (laughs) But you know, it's funny having said that I've seen some people like do a campy take on it. Mm-hmm. So it almost works if you're like a cool person and you could get away with it. But right. for the most part, I think that's a really bad look. <laughs> yeah, but I was happy to see bell bottoms come back. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. It was really happy. And I still, I don't know about high-waisted jeans. It, 
it's like not a good look on me. So, <laughs> well, you don't, you know, I always like to say if you, if you want to define your waist, you know, that's a, that's a good look, but you might not need that. Everything you got a sample size closet full of clothes, you don't, you know, <laughs> but I do love the high waisted jean for myself personally. Tell us some shoe trends that are going on right now. You know, everybody was so casual with the sneakers and everything for, um, so I think everybody's really back to stilettos and really like sexy dress up shoes again. The thing is, I am so unused to wearing them. I mean, I had to wear like high heels on Saturday night and oh my God, I just kept tripping over everything. <laughs> the other night I took my shoes off. <laughs> totally. I said, that's it. I'm taking these shoes off. I can't walk another step. It's easy to get out of practice if you're not used to wearing high heels. I know. And I used to be so stable on them and I pulled out a pair of shoes I'd bought to go to like, I don't know, CFDA awards or something like a couple of years ago. I literally could not balance on them. I don't know <laughs> how I ever walked in them, but it was like, I thought I'm not leaving the house in these because I'm going to kill myself. But I found another pair that was like more stable that worked better. That's awesome. So let, let's talk about outerwear for just a minute. In New York City, you're a victim of the elements. It rains sideways. It's snowing all the time. It's sunny. It's caught. It's cold. Do you make outerwear? Are you interested in outerwear? Do you, I'm scared to ask how many coats you have. I'm sure you have a million coats, but are you guys into outerwear at the Nicole Miller well, office? Well, yeah, we do have an outerwear license, but um, one of my first design jobs was designing raincoats. Mm. And I used to just be obsessed with raincoats. I had so many raincoats and I was just always looking for the coolest raincoat. And so we usually include like maybe one in the collection or something, but we have a licensee that makes it. But what's happened is everybody wears a parka now. Everybody's in a parka coat. And that's like the, if you are in New York in the winter, everybody's in a parka coat. Well, nobody can wear fur anymore. So you don't see fur. Right. And you barely see a fur collar. But women, are, everybody's in a parka coat They're, and nothing else. I think that's all it's selling. I love a trench. I love a raincoat, but I never seem to be able to tame it because you come out of work and then all of a sudden it's raining. So you either don't bring your coat or it's too cold in the morning. I know. I can't tell how many times I've left my raincoat at home and it's pouring rain or I left it in the country or whatever. And, you know, it's like always in the wrong place. The raincoat is in the right place at the right time. Well, we have a lot of umbrellas. At least we have a lot of umbrellas around here. I was about to say, if you don't want it to rain, then bring an umbrella because then it'll never rain. If you don't have an umbrella, it will for sure rain always. Yeah. If I go to Paris, I always bring an umbrella. Because <laughs> you know, it rains in Paris, Paris and London. Do you go for vacation or you go for you go for work? I can't imagine going to Paris on vacation. That would be <laughs> the last place I would go on vacation. What's that like? So you're going to meet people there. Tell us what you do in Paris. I used to always go to the fabric shows. Oh. I would I would go every year to the fabric shows and sometimes twice a year or whatever. But lately I've been going to London more than Paris because then I go to the art fairs. I actually find London a better city for shopping. Mm. It has like better department stores and better stores and more stores. I don't know. I think London is really just the best place for shopping. Do you have any other favorite? Like, tell us about some brands other than your brand that you maybe like or that you've seen your friends wear? Do you have anything that sticks out to you? You know, I don't wear any other brands. Oh, you don't? No. And you're making all of your bell-bottom denim too? Who's making your, you're making the? Yeah, our denim licensee. I love that. I have to say there's, 
A few. I have had a few impulse buys and I did buy an off-white jacket about mm-hmm. two or three years ago at the Webster in Miami. It's like camouflage, but I love camouflage and I'll, I will keep that jacket forever. Yeah. And there was another Japanese jacket I bought and I, it's, a, it's a really unusual brand. I don't even know. It's like a long number or something. I don't remember what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's like a jacket that like I treasure. I'll have that forever. So there's like an occasional piece now and then that I'll get, but I don't know. I don't really see that many things I want. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard when you're around it all day because you're a tough customer. Yeah. And it's hard for me to wear somebody else's dress. So it's, um, I mean, so I might wear somebody else's shoe or I might somebody wear somebody else's jacket, but I wouldn't wear somebody else's dress. Yeah. I understand. I get that. Cause when you get a compliment, are people like, I love your dress where you get it? You know, do you say, oh, I made it. Is that what you say? <laughs> well, the funniest thing though, is that a few times I have worn other people's clothes to my event. Like I had this vintage John Galliano. Oh, wow. Really cool. And it was a, a Spanish event and the thing had like feathers and whatever. Every picture said Nicole Miller in her own design. Oh no. Nobody even asked me who it was. Well, it's fine. Happy to take credit, whatever. And then another time I wore a Christian LaCroix dress that I had bought years ago. And I wore that. Every picture said Nicole Miller in her own design. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> I couldn't even give these designers credit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you pulled it off beautifully. I love that. I want to know when you're out and when you're looking at architecture and you're, do, do you keep a sketchbook with you at all times so you can write things down? I can draw stuff on my phone. Oh, yeah. I always have stylus and I have like sketch pad on my phone. Then you can take pictures too. Oh, yeah, of course. And it's funny because I used to like go around with a little sketch pad. I always had a little sketch pad in my purse, but you know, now I've got my camera and I've got a stylus. So it's all I really need. You obviously like to show people what it was like when you were coming up, but today, it, you know, with the computer, with the CAD and all that kind of stuff, do you think it's harder or do you think it's easier to get? into the industry as a designer? Well, I always recommend that people like get internships, you know, because I think internships are really helpful. But I know that a lot of these kids today, they come out of design school and they don't want an internship. They just want to go right into their own business. Right. I feel everybody just wants to be in their own thing right away. I don't know. I mean, I don't get that many people asking me for advice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you for advice. I think you're a wealth of knowledge that people need to know. No, but also uh, interestingly enough, like we had a lot, we have a lot of interns every year mm-hmm. and this summer we had a lot of interns and none of them were design interns. They were all either social media or they, they were in like a, a merchandising. They were all kind of in a different area from actual design. But even though some years I have a lot of design people, but this year I didn't have any. Oh, you take obviously anybody who's interested in helping your business, social media, what other departments do you have? Well, I mean, there's like merchandising, there's PR, social media, you know, licensing. I mean, there's like different areas, but, um, you know, it just every year is different. What can we expect? I know you have your big collection coming out, but do you immediately start working on the next season? Are you two seasons ahead? Are you looking at just one season ahead? And do you make swimwear? Yes, we do. I love that because I'm always looking for the best. People are asking me, what are the best bathing suits and what's the best tops? How long have you been doing swimwear? That also is done by a licensed company as well. So probably like 10 years or so. And what haven't you done? Pajamas? 
We have pajamas. <laughs> oh, you have pajamas. Is there anything you haven't covered? Well, you know, I have a rosé. Did you know I have a rosé? What? I would like to try it. Where's your rosé? And it's it's French. It's from Bordeaux. I love it. What was the process on that? Did you go and Well, actually, you know, we it was kind of we did the tasting here. We did all the tasting here, but my friend works with the chateau, so we brought all the wine here for the tasting. That sounds so fun. Where can we purchase some? Well, it was on Wine Express. Wine Express was the one that would deliver on the country. So it's probably the most, but I'll, I'll make sure Allie sends you a bottle. Oh my God, that's so sweet. And, you know, I know you have a home collection too. Is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a lot of things, you know, furniture, rugs, sheets, a lot of different things. You've got your hands in so many different things. Do you, is your whole apartment furnished in your rugs and your... We do have some pieces, but... um most of my house in my apartment is done in 1950s French. So it's mostly vintage pieces, but I do have like Jonathan Adler rugs in the country and I have my own licensee rugs too. And it all worked very well together. We have a furniture line and I have a bunch of those pieces in the country and one piece in the city, but it all merchandised really well with my vintage pieces. As a lifestyle brand, are you going to do fragrance? Or are you going to do... We've always had fragrance. We have fragrance. We have eye makeup. We have a lot of skincare stuff. And then we have um, kids wear. We have little girls kids wear. We have little girls shoes. A lot of different categories. That's incredible. That's a lot. I knew you were in home goods. I just wasn't sure. Oh, yeah. We love home goods. I love that. When do you take time for yourself? How do you find that work-life balance? Because you've got all these different things you know, you've got different sections. It's not just about the women's wear. How do you divide your time and not go crazy? Are you just cooking at night? Are you meditating? Are you working out? I don't, yeah, it's not really a problem. I mean, we do like work from home Fridays now. So I'm in the office Monday to Thursday. Thursday, we usually go out to Sag Harbor. And on the weekends, I always like water ski and wakeboard and wow. um, go to sports. Yeah, and in the winter, I ski. I spend like the weekend relaxing. I think, you know, with my assistants and the staff here, you know, we just divide up the work. You know, we give everybody direction. We give them direction. They bring back ideas that we've, you know, we've given them ideas. They come back with their version of our ideas and we correct it and give them. So, yeah, it's a full day's work every day. It must be hard to put your phone down and not look, you know, when you're on the slopes or when you're trying to relax, because I'm sure your phone's going Nobody off. Nobody bothers me. I have had times been down, going down the slopes <laughs> and I have an hysterical assistant on the phone, hysterical um, girl calling me and like, you wouldn't believe what's going on here. The crap is hitting the fan. It's crazy. And so-and-so is doing this and so-and-so is doing that. And I go, oh my God. <laughs> But anyway, I haven't had any too crazy times like that lately. And where do you ski? Um, Aspen mostly. And I can't, so you ski, you ski on two skis or um, um, when you water ski or do you slalom? Who skis on two skis? <laughs> I, my, I haven't skied since my honeymoon, but I could never start on one. I could start on two and drop one, but I can't start. I can't start on one. Yeah, I can start on one. How athletic you are. <laughs> That's, I prefer wakeboarding. I've been doing more wakeboarding this year than uh, water skiing. And that's just on your knees, right? Wakeboarding or do you stand up? No, no. It's it's like a, it's like a, um, a baby surfboard. No, it's like a snowboard. It's like a snowboard. Oh, I got you. And you're strapped in with your two feet. Who drives the boat? Do you have a boat? Yeah, we have a boat. We have a guy that comes and takes us. 
oh my God, I got to hang out with you. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to hang out with me. <laughs> it sounds very fun, but I will tell you, I only want to ski on blue. I have no desire to go to green or black or anything. I am so happy on blue. I don't want to go that fast. It's hard to control my speed. I didn't learn how to ski till I was 35. So okay. learning as an adult, I think is much harder than if you're yeah, a kid. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Have you been skiing since birth? Pretty much. Well, I grew up in Massachusetts, so went in the mountains. Yeah. We always skied. Well, you are definitely an outdoors woman. I would never have picked <laughs> you for that. You got the best of both. <laughs> That's so exciting. I want to know, how can people find you if they're interested in your home goods, your fragrance, your your bathing suits, which I'm very interested in your bathing suits, and your rosé, and your clothes, and, and, and everything else, where can we find you? Well, Nicole Miller NYC um, is our Instagram and NicoleMiller.com is our website. And not everything is on our website, but if, if you like Google any product like Nicole Miller rugs, you'll find the rugs. So if you Google any particular product, it'll show up because, you know, some are at different stores, but not everything. Everything will eventually all be on the website. But at this point, only some things run. I think it's still just clothing for right now, but pretty soon everything will be on. Do you have people that are working TikTok for you and Instagram and stuff like oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> always, always, right? Plug some of your favorite restaurants in New York City and museums. Oh, well, I love going to Pastis and Balthazar. Always go there. Always love go Balthazar. Indochine is one of my all-time favorites. I go to Bilbo K a a lot. Love that. Um, I love this Thai place called the Tiger. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Chinese tuxedo. So those are my mainstays. And the museums that are your favorite, which are, which are your favorite? Well, I love the Cooper Hewitt. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the Museum of Natural History. Uh, that's nice. Yeah, I like it too. It's been a while since I've been there. Yeah, and you can't go wrong with the Met. Uh, love the Met. I can't even get out of the bookstore in the Met. The books, the store is just incredible to me. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and then the, the Guggenheim. Mm-hmm. Guggenheim is great. And the Whitney and obviously the Whitney. Yeah. Your, those your, yes. Those your go-tos. What's your favorite ladies do lunch place? Well, that's probably Bill Bouquet. Oh yeah. <laughs> always go to Bill Bouquet or pasties. It's oh, pasties. Or pasties. Yeah. And so I might, you must be a tough critic if you're going out to eat and you're such a good cook. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm a very tough critic. <laughs> I'm sure you're a tough critic. I went to a fun place yesterday. I went to the peak in Hudson Yards, which oh, is like I haven't been there. very top with an incredible view. It's over that edge, you know, the edge it's, it's overlooking that. And what kind of food? I don't know how you would describe that continental type cuisine. I mean, it's, um, but it was, you know, really good food. It's really excellent. Good drinks. How much can you drink at lunch? <laughs> Maybe one, one and a half, unless you're drinking a rosé, then. Well, they did, they did have a very good wine there, I must say. Okay, good. We got to try. Those are good. Those are very good suggestions. I'm always looking for better places to hang out. And and because you kind of in your area, it's so easy in New York, you just eat in the same circle. You know, it's nice to. Well, I gave you, you know, some uptown and some downtown. So. Yeah, for sure. This has been incredible. I am so grateful for your time with us and for our listeners. We, I'm going to get a million questions. You didn't ask her this. You didn't ask her that. Y'all didn't talk about this, so I'm sure I would love to to invite you back for a follow-up interview if you're interested someday. Sure. 
And you are such a doll and you're so kind. And thank you for dropping your knowledge on us. And are there any last thoughts, words, any advice you want to give to people? You've got to be your own advocate. You've got to always advocate for yourself and believe in yourself. Give yourself that kind of self-confidence that will help in your clothing choices too. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. The one and the only 40-year veteran, Nicole Miller, coming at you with some truth bombs giving us some advice, telling us like it is. We are so grateful for you to be a guest here on the Fashion Crimes Podcast. I'd love, I mean, just love, this is going to be so excited to share with everybody. And and I'm sure, like I said, everyone's going to have a follow-up question for you. So I'm so grateful for your time. And we've had such a lovely time talking to you today. I want everyone to know that you can go to the Fashion Crimes Podcast website, drop your email into the box. You will get all this free fashion content every single Friday in your inbox. And listen, this is just the beginning. Nicole Miller, who else can we get? I mean, the sky is the limit. And again, please, please follow us on social media, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Instagram. My name is Holly Cates. I am your favorite personal stylist, the only Holly you need to know, and the best friend you never knew you needed in fashion. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out. Hey.